0: No one's perfect. I'm not perfect. And and let me say this now that there's no per se right way to parent. Okay, there are different ways that we can parent. Some are better than others and some are just plain wrong. A time in man's life he has to fight his demons Change his perspective, leave behind the life of lies and scheming When your family's at stake, there's no impunity Every choice he makes can trickle down to his community Building foundations for hard work and patience These are the lessons we'll be passing down for generations A place where men won't just accept their fate quietly Welcome to the Modern Dad Society You are listening to the Modern Dad Society Podcast where we understand that our children learn from our actions not just our words. We believe in personal development highlighting the powerful influence of staying present and making conscious choices and shaping our lives and the legacy we pass down to the next generation. I am your host DeShazer and um like always we're going to do a host check-in and uh, if you wherever you are uh, you could take this time what we like to do is just take a second to just breathe exhale and then we move on from there. So All right. I excel by the way, just just in case, you know, you don't think I did. Probably doesn't hear cuz I put it on mute. Don't want too much wind on the mic. <laughs> but Yeah, I just want to do a little host check-in. Uh today It's a little gloomy, but uh I'm uh working to keep my energy high. Um, if you were, so as you know, for the ones who've been listening to the podcast, since part one, we are on part two of our little series here for episode one. Um, so last episode we taught in part two, we talked about the mindset, mindset shifts for positive parenting. And pretty much we were discussing, um, you know, the roles and mindset in parenting, and we emphasized how different mindsets influence parenting styles, and uh, what they had to do in relation to the parent-child relationship, and the different parenting mindsets from authoritative, permissive, and authoritarian par- um, parenting. Um, parenting mindsets. So, this we uh, this episode, we will be discussing uh, emotional intelligence for part. Three. So this is. Knowing yourself as a father. Part three, emotional intelligence. And uh, what we're going to talk about is pretty much the critical components when it comes to self-awareness and empathy. You know, we're, we're also going to talk about the realm of self-regulation, which involves managing emotions in the midst of challenging parenting scenarios. Uh, And this is going to create a constructive, you know, relationship between not only our children, but also, too, we're going to be discussing co-parenting situations as well. So we're going to get into some insight and provide holistic views of emotional intelligence. And then we're going to offer the tangible strategies for navigating the complexities of parenthood and family relationships with grace and efficacy. All right. So, um, if you have not, if this is your first time listening, please take some time out if uh, you are able on your phone or whatever the case may be to follow us on all social platforms TikTok, The Modern Dad Society, Instagram, The Modern Dad Society, Facebook, The Modern Dad Society. But Twitter wanted to throw a ranch in my vibe. And they did not allow me to put the Modern Dad Society as a Twitter account name. So we are Mod Dad Society, M-O-D Dads. So that's that's what they that's what we're working with with that. So make sure you're following us on there. Um, so. What I want to. Talk about and this is going to be like the last part of this particular episode. Is because I know I've mentioned before that you know I I have never been in a co-parenting situation. Um, I mean, maybe for a little bit because there was a time in the beginning of me and my wife's marriage where we were actually separated, and we had to somewhat co-parent in that situation because you know we weren't really we weren't good. We didn't have a very good relationship at the time. This was years ago, um, and is very dark season and it affected us. It affected, you know, our kids and even everyone around us from our parents and our friends, our friends, definitely. And I may have some friends listening to this podcast too, who was, who were very close to the situation that may chuckle um, based off of the, the lack of information I'm giving in this situation in this, in this instance. But yeah, we were, we kind of have like that small season of where we had to co-parent for a while And, um, you know, thank God that that wasn't a permanent thing, but for those who are in co-parenting situations, I did want to address some things that I've experienced in my short time of co-parenting in a separate marriage. Um, and hopefully this will help you in dealing with the, the mother of your children. And if you are a mother listening to this same thing dealing with the father you know of um your children and regardless of you're a mother or a father listening to this but you feel that this is impactful i want you to go ahead and send this you know don't be smart about it don't say you need to hear this but <laughs> send this to um the um your your um i guess the your somewhat partner in in crime when it comes to raising kids so Uh, and, and, and if you are receiving this from, you know, um, your child's parent, right. The other half don't think of this as a, you know, um, a way to make you feel bad or anything. I'm literally here to help as much as I can, you know, when it comes to, because at the end of the day, it's about the children, right. It's about our kids. And a lot of times, you know, our issues trickle down to their Life and it affects them. I've had my um, daughter pretty much tell me, um, even at the age of, oh, was she two or something like at the time? She was talking at the time, and she hasn't stopped since. Yeah, I'm talking about Ava. <laughs> but yeah, I had her pretty much tell me that some things that she did not like in that season when we were separated, and she communicated that very well in regards to how all of that made her feel. So they're very aware of what's going on and they may not ex- know how to express their emotions. Our kids just so happen to know how to communicate very well when it comes to things that they don't agree with or things that are bothering them. But not all children know how to communicate that. And I'll help you in helping your children learn how to communicate effectively as well as we move on on this journey and we dive deeper into what the Modern Death Society has to offer. But for now, um, we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence. This is a very, 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 very crucial segment of this series. And as you will see, when we kind of dive deeper into this, um, you'll see that everything that we've talked about so far really has a lot to do with this closing. Um, segment of the episodes and it just kind of puts it all together. So we spoke on self-awareness. We spoke on empathy. And amongst a few things that has a lot to do with emotional intelligence, um, we're going to be speaking on self-regulation. And so I know it seems, you know, kind of, um, it, it seems like a lot, but in order for me to go on and, and build um, you know, a healthy mindset between father, child, I have to start from the beginning. We have to start with mental awareness. Okay. This is a very important key. Cause a lot of people start working on this years later when the child is like very vocal and very, you know, they're older and they, they have a mind of their, you know, clearly a mind of their own and their own desires and, you know, their own goals and stuff like that. So a lot of people start worrying about that later. And then it becomes a little bit difficult because at that point the child's already used to, you know, everything has happened up to that point. And it's hard to usually, it's it's hard enough for us to break certain habits and ideas, but it's even harder for a child to do that when that's all they've known. So self-regulation, what is self-regulation? So as, as a component of emotional intelligence, It refers to the ability to manage and control one's own emotion, thoughts, and behaviors. So it involves staying composed and focused even in the face of challenging or stressful situations. Okay? So in the context of emotional intelligence, self-regulation is crucial because it allows individuals to navigate their emotions in a healthy and constructive manner. And this creates better relationships and decision making. So it doesn't mean it's suppressing your emotions. Let me make that very clear, but you're able to learn how to channel them appropriately. Okay. So it involves being aware of your emotional response and having the tools to manage those responses in a way that aligns with your values and goals. So you kind of see how we've been putting and piecing all this together in 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 previous ep- um, previous segments, So, here are some common challenges that fathers face in regulating emotions. Okay. So, fathers, like anyone else, face a range of challenges regulating their emotions, particularly in the demanding context of parenting. And then, some of those challenges that I have observed um, is. Stressful parenting situations, so dealing with a child's challenging behavior, juggling work and family responsibilities, or coping with sleep deprivation can be a stressor that challenges a father's emotional regulation as well. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm I'm just gonna be completely honest. You know, I like to be real with you because that's the kind of the environment that I want to set for this podcast, right? I had a stressful situation this morning, taking my girls to school. Ah, oh, boy, let me tell you. So, you know, without necessarily talking bad about my children, I don't believe in talking bad and putting their business out there like that. We all deal with things. I'm open about what I deal with. You know, um, my wife and I, we've been, we've done marriage podcasts. We've been open about our challenges, but uh, sometimes I just got to be open about some things when it comes to my kids and things that had happened so this morning ava her jacket they both had these same jackets right but ava's jacket broke and so what ava did was she switched the jacket and gave it to genesis and genesis was wearing the jacket and so was like can you help me zip it up i'm like it zips up like we've done this before she goes no it doesn't and i'm like what's wrong with these jackets and I didn't know why hers was zipping. First, Ava's was not working, now you you know, know hers. So later on, I'm getting ready to get ready to walk them to the bus stop. And Ava goes to Genesis and says, hey, Genesis, check your pockets. I have money in there. And Genesis was like, there's no money in here. And so Ava was proceeding to say, hey, look, I put money in there. I need you to check your pockets. I'm like, Ava, how, why did you put money in Genesis' jacket? And she said, no, that was my jacket. I gave it to Genesis'. And I was like, that mm, light clicked <laughs> because, you know, and we've all been there. We've had little if you're an older sibling, you know, you I mean, I've done I'm guilty, you know, uh, being selfish with my my younger sibling. But, uh, yeah, that's what she did was she was like, hey, I'm going to give Genesis the broken one so she can deal with this challenge. And I'm going to take the fixed one. And Genesis is very. Um, well, let me continue before I say that. So I told her, I said, no you let them, you decide to take the jacket and give it to Genesis. So whatever money's in there, she gets to keep now. And you know, she didn't like that because Ava, she's about all about that money. She's all about that money so much. She came home one day with like five, ten, ten, fifteen dollars or whatever. And I said, Ava, where'd you get this money from? She goes, uh, Sarah. I'm like, who's Sarah? Why'd you take, did you steal this money? And she was like, no, I did something for her and she paid me. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I tell you, we raised business minded women, but I didn't know that it was going to be at the expense of um, starting to run a business and, you know, make money at school. But, yeah, she's all about her money. So. So anyway, you know, she didn't like that. So they went downstairs, started putting their shoes on. I went back upstairs to grab my phone. When I came down, Genesis was um, taking off the jacket to switch it to Ava. And I told her, I said, Genesis, why are you taking the jacket off? What are you doing? And this girl had the audacity to say, daddy, (laughs) what did she say? She said, daddy, why are you always in kids business? Or no, she said, daddy, you, uh, why are you always in kids conversations? Well, I flipped (laughs) that big mama came out of me for a second. (laughs) I was like tripping about, I was like, excuse me. And then she looked puzzled. She knew right when I said that she was wrong for saying that. And, um, and so anyway, I got very upset. I'm not going to lie to you. It was way too early in the morning to be talked to like that from a six-year-old. Not going to lie to you. And so I told her, I said, hey, you want to talk to me like that? I told them in order for them to earn certain things like iPad time and stuff like that, there's things they have to work on. Genesis has to work on the way she talks to people. And they've asked to work on being selfish, not being selfish. So I told her no iPad for this weekend. And I got so, I'm walking to the bus stop and I was just so upset, so upset. I couldn't even like enjoy our normal walks to the bus stop. I usually like to play some music, you know, I got a feeling, you know, just something to kind of bump them up and stuff. But I was just mad. Even they were upset. You know, they said, bye, I love you, but we didn't, we didn't hug each other. I feel guilty about that. But I got really upset at what she said. And I realized as I was walking back, kind of having some self-awareness and, you know, um, Mindfulness about the conversation we have, and i was i was I was upset at what happened, but I was even more upset on how I responded to her because like I know that even though I don't appreciate her talking to me, like why are you always in kids' conversation at the end of the day there's truth to that, and I had to realize that me getting mad at Ava trying to control Genesis and what she has or what she wants her to do was essentially me doing the same thing. I was trying to control the situation by saying, hey, whatever's in that jacket, because you decided to switch the jacket and be selfish. Now she gets to keep that money. And Genesis is a good hearted person. She does not like to see her sister sad. So she will be the one to sacrifice her own feelings and emotions and everything just to, um, you know, cater towards her emotions. And so I had to check myself. And I had to realize that the best way that I should have dealt with that was just have them switch the jackets, because the whole point of that was me getting upset that she was selfishly giving her broken jacket to her sister just so she can have a working jacket. And I should have just went ahead and just say, hey, first of all, just switch the jackets. You know, because at the end of the day, that was the whole thing was the money is in the broken jacket that she gave to Genesis. And that's it. And just left it alone. But no, I start really getting into their business because regardless of, you know, um, what most may feel in situations like that, sometimes we have to let the children try to work this out themselves. But at the same time, you know, fixing it doesn't have to be trying to control the situation and the aspect of, you know, the scenario of how you want the outcome to be. She had her jacket and gave it to Genesis. Well, she needed to take that jacket back. End of story. And so, you know, to me, that was a pretty stressful and annoying situation early in the morning. And um these are some things that it's good to be aware of and I've learned to be aware of because I don't like, I don't like being upset and I don't like being upset that I'm upset. <laughs> so, you know, I try to figure out ways to handle situations better. So that was a long explanation, but I did want to address that because if we can become aware of our emotions and the way that we are sh- in stressful situations and during parenting moments like that, then we can figure out ways to fix the situation, to change it, Right to have that mindfulness moment of where we can change things. And so obviously I won't always be in your ear to tell you what to do, but if I can help you become self-aware of those things, then, you know, then you can be able to learn how to fix it yourself. Okay. So that's one stressful parenting situations, right? The other one is lack of sleep in the context of regulating emotions, right? So a lot of men deal with this, especially, um, ones that, you know, work a lot or have their own business, or in school and doing a lot of things at once is, um, the lack of sleep and new fathers too. If you're a new father, I'm pretty sure you can agree that you've lost a lot of sleep <laughs> because you're having to get up and deal with the, the newborn and, you know, um, and that could be frustrating too. Um, cause then you will start taking it off on, you know, your spouse or anyone else that's around. And, um, that's, that's a no, no. So, um, so yeah, this may be a struggle when it's messing up your sleep patterns and it's going to make it harder to manage your emotions effectively. So be mindful of that. Um, also too unrealistic expectations. This is the third one, right? Unrealistic expectations. So fathers may um, put undue pressure on themselves to be perfect parents. When in reality, everyone falls short, short of these expectations. Okay. And it can lead to frustration and emotional challenges. So no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. And by and let me say this now that there's no per se right way to parent. Okay, there are different ways that we can parent. Some are better than others and some are just plain wrong and just, you know, I'm saying like, you know, wrong, you know, but to say that there's a right answer for anything would be also having unrealistic expectations now based off of what I've observed and my experience raising kids, I have come up with certain things that I feel that will help in the journey of being a parent. But um, you may find something else that you like. And will you know, when we have guests on the show, they're going to give their opinions. And I know I'm going to learn a lot as well. But uh, these are ways that I felt that works, you know, well, when it comes to raising children. So here are some strategies that will help and self-regulate um sorry and um emotional regulation right um one of those is mindfulness and deep breathing again remember that's what we do every podcast because it's important to understand that mindfulness increases the awareness of your emotion okay deep breathing exercises okay are effective in calming the nerves the nerve systems during moments of stress So if you learn how to do this when you're not stressed and tensions aren't high, then you're going to learn how to be comfortable and be aware when you need to do this when they are. Okay. so mindfulness and deep breathing. Again, you'll hear me say this a lot. Um, Number two technique is timeouts and space. This is also we talked about before is um having short breaks and high stress situations gives you time to collect your thoughts. Again, remember I was saying about the situation where my daughter was in the car and she was telling me about this boy. This was in, um, one of the episodes, previous episodes when we were talking about, um, in the last episode when we were talking about, or I'm sorry, the last segment when we were talking about, um, not having to, not all wars are won in the moments when you're dealing with tense situations with your kids. You're not, the goal is to not, win an argument or get them to see anything in a tense situation. Okay. They're not hanging off a cliff about to fall to their death. They're going to, we have other moments to come and have conversations about things that we want to talk about. So being able to have that even yourself, because adults, parents, we need to take time out too. Right. So you take your time out. Right. And you give space when it's things that you want to talk about and take a second to collect your thoughts. Okay. And having a design space for personal time can be beneficial for regaining your closure, composure, okay? So number 3, developing a support system. So I definitely encourage fathers to seek support from their partners, friends, family members um and talking about emotions with trusted individuals that can provide perspective and validation. My wife said something um to this morning to me that gave me a different perspective and you know my daughters have been saying that um you know, we want to go back to Phoenix because, um, and go to the school where our friends were. And to me, I'm just like, when she said that to me, I'm like, you don't want to go to, back to Phoenix. Phoenix was, that was a tough situation. And I'll go, I can definitely go into that. Um, you know, more in a personal, personal episodes, um, which those episodes will be private episodes for people who are part of the community, like, you know, um, like deep into the community. But, um, but just know that we had a lot of financial issues when we were in Phoenix because I had to take off for school and I wasn't able to work. And so, um, because the cost of living is so expensive in Phoenix, we decided to move to place where it's lower cost of living, especially as I'm doing an internship here in Houston. And so for me, I'm not trying to go back to that tense situation, but my wife made it clear that it's not necessarily Phoenix in itself that they want to. Go back to it's what we did in Phoenix. We did a lot of family dates. Um, the school, like I said, their school was predominantly uh, for Black children, so they were able to focus on things they didn't feel like an outsider, you know. And a school where they are now in Houston, which is um, there's not a lot of young girls who look like them there with their hair and the you know the skin color and everything like that. So this is um this is what they meant, and that perspective was helpful and me understanding them even more on a deeper level so having a support system if you're if you're co if you're co-parenting but you're not in a relationship and it's just you and the kids you've got to have a support system okay and if it's not friends that you trust or family that you trust the modern dad society is here because we can give that perspective for you so you don't have to wonder if what you're doing is right or wrong right so Um, so dig in, dig into what we have to offer. I have not, um, I'm going to be opening up some, the community where yes, it's going to be paid, but it gives me an opportunity to do more for people. And so when I open up that community, I want you to join that community because I'll be able to talk more personal situations that I know is going to help on a more deeper level. Okay. So that's the support system I have, but for right now, you know, everything is here, open, um, ask as much as questions as, as you want, but eventually when I start putting more work into it, I will have that paid op, paid membership that allows for you to go deeper into what we have to offer, which is um, books, um, which is PDFs, just a lot of content. okay? So um, so that's three. So developing a support system. Number four, setting realistic expectations, right? So um, so we have to st- establish realistic expectations for ourselves as parents and you know it's a learning process we're going to make mistakes but it's you know like going to the gym you know you're lifting it up you get that one you know uh rep that's heavy and you got to take a break you keep going you don't say "Ah, i'm going home that was hard or maybe you do i don't know that's your problem (laughs) so you know set those realistic expectations just knowing it's a learning process okay it doesn't it's not going to be perfect um so next is uh, healthy life choices. So I want to promote the importance of regular exercise. Speaking of right, proper nutrition, nutrition, you know what? Let me not go into that because I can go deep into nutrition because me and my wife are avid believers when it comes to what we eat plays a lot on our emotions. Okay. But beside the point for now, just know that it matters. Um, my wife is actually studying right now about to go to school for um you know herbal things and and nutrition and stuff that's that's good for the body and stuff so there's a whole nother thing that we would add in there too but um but yeah, nutrition is important sufficient sleep and main is important for maintaining well being as well okay um six is um cognitive uh, restructuring right so The one thing that I like to teach is, or challenge, or teach is challenging negative thoughts, patterns, and reframing from situations in a more positive light. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, reframe situations in a more positive light. So this involves questioning automatic negative thoughts and replacing them with more balanced and constructive perspectives. This is very important. And um, this is something that you know, obviously this is a lot, but as you do this and learn to do this, then it'll become more natural for you, especially when tensions are high in certain situations. Okay. Um, and also seeking professional help, uh, yeah. seeking assistance for mental health prof- um, professionals is so key. Okay. It's, it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. I'll tell you right now, as soon as I get an opportunity to get some counseling, best believe I'm going to be sitting in that chair lay back talking about my feelings. <laughs> right? Because I know the importance of counseling, therapy, professional help. I may not be going through something per se, but I know that having that consistent help is good because as life changes, we change. So having that is good in, in regards to our own mental mental health. So um so yeah, get therapy. This is this is a sign of strength, right? This is this is good. It's not bad. You're safe, all right. Um, so the third thing I want to talk about in regards to the importance of, um, uh, emotional intelligence is, uh, motivation. This is, this is a difficult one. All right. it It's a very difficult thing to always be motivated. Okay. And I mean, look, I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not always motivated to do these to do this podcast <laughs> not to say that I don't enjoy it I enjoy helping people but sometimes it's challenging knowing that you're not getting the reviews or you're not getting the views that you want people aren't responding they're not they're not um they're not interacting and letting them know what this is doing for them you know my wife had to tell me because I was looking at the um the analytics uh, yesterday and <laughs> you know I was just telling her I was kind of disappointed in in the view viewing rate but you know, my wife had to say, look, you, you're the creative. Okay. I, I do the marketing. You don't worry about that. You worry about creating the content. So I said, fair enough facts. <laughs> so, but for me, I know that, um, if, if this is, if this helps one person and completely changes his life, right. Whether again, whether if it's father or mother, right. But if this is, if this changes someone's life, that is worth it to me. And so that, that's the thing that I look forward to. And that's what I'm searching for is that, you know, if you're hearing this, you're like, man, this is like changing my life Then I'm happy, you know, so everything else will work itself out for itself. Just make sure that, you know, you're sharing this with people because um, you're not the only one going through this. And I know that typically an average person is usually around the friend around friends who are just like them who may be dealing with the same thing. It's like going on like one of those. um um. Core one of those questions, you know, you try to ask a question on Google like, "Hey, I have an issue trying to fix my computer." Everybody down there's like, "Me too," <laughs> you know. So it's good to have some this information and stuff. So uh, motivation is important um, when it comes to the the context of emotional intelligence because motivation stands as the driving force um, propelling individuals to connect, comprehend, and, and positively impact the emotional landscape. You know, both within themselves and their children or anyone around them, really, especially when you're at work, Um, the impact of motivation on this emotional commitment um, compels fathers with a genuine aspiration for emotional connection to invest and understand and responding to their child's emotional needs. So, you know, being able to motivate yourself is not only something that's positive for your own self, but our children look for this in us. And if you are married and you are a man, our women look for that motivation within us. Women are emotional individuals. They're emotional beings. That's what makes them, you can be a curse and a blessing, right? But that's what makes them beautiful is because they're allowed to tap into to, to that type of energy that we can't naturally tap into. Okay. But with that being said, sometimes it's hard to regulate that emotion with them, which is why a lot of women do self-care, go get their nails done, go hang with their girlfriends, whatever, right? That helps with that. But for us, we are the leading, we're we're leading the way for our families. Okay. They're looking for us for that motivation. And so it may not be easy for us to motivate ourselves, but just know that it's not just about yourself. Okay. It's about everyone who's looking up to you and your family is looking up to you. All right. Um, the next uh thing that I wanted to talk about, which is the last one, um, is important and this is what I was discussing when it comes to co parenting. And that's I want to well I want to call it social skills because, you know, when it comes down to it, that's what it is. Right. Being how to be social, the skills of being social, especially with people that you don't want to be social with. And if you have a great relationship with your, you know, your your um your children's mother or your children's father. Great. <laughs> like that's that's awesome. But from what I experienced, again, in my observation of my friends who have broken homes, right? Cause that's, that is what it's called. The fortune is a broken home is usually conflict between the two partnering. And so, um, so in, 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 in with this social skills, it's going to help you be able to work around challenges and everything. So first open and honest communication, this, like, let's be honest, half of y'all had communications when you were together. So how do you think it's gonna be? It's gonna affect your relationship now, when you're separate. All right. The me and my wife, we worked with a lot of couples during the pandemic. Um, we had a uh, a program that we were helping marriages and stuff who who were separate. And one of the biggest issues that they had was communication. So this is I I know that this is fact. This is something that's an issue. And and when you're co-parenting, then this is crucial. Okay, because. When you don't have that communication and you're not planning, you're not on the same page, that's when tensions start getting high. And again, our children see that. Okay. So transparency establishes a foundation of trust and mutual understanding. So being able to communicate, you know, issues and being transparent about them, being honest helps. And I know it's it's hard to be honest because what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable, but having that honesty, it it takes time, but it, it, it is it does work in a positive manner. Okay. Um, another one, encourage active listening. So not only hearing, but genuinely comprehending your co-parents perspective. And this is paramount to promoting empathy and effective problem solving. Another one is, um, so having clear boundaries, right? This is another thing. Having clear boundaries and expectations regarding co-parenting responsibilities is important because it minimizes misunderstandings and potential conflicts. And so this is what we're talking about being on the same page of what those boundaries look like, especially when one parent starts dating someone else. Right. So this is something that is very important when it comes to um, co-parenting is that once another human being, another adult comes into the picture, we have to start creating boundaries. I never dealt with this um, when me and my wife were separate, because, you know, even though we were separate, we weren't looking to be in a relationship with anyone in that moment. Right. So, but I know this is something that is relevant and it happens. And again, having people in my own circle, I have seen this change tremendously, you know, and, and affect the relationship of not the two individuals, the two parents, but also the children too. So, um, so yeah, just being mindful of setting those boundaries and expectations is important. Having those conversations sit down, like it's a business meeting, you know, there's reasons why successful businesses exceed succeed is because they're able to, you know, treat it as if, it's something that is important, which it is. And so this between the two parents and the children, this is important. So if you got to sit down, you know, over, you know, um, coffee or whatever it is, and I'm not making it seem like, you know, it's a date or anything, but just something that's like a calming environment, environment, then do that. Um, because at the end of the day, remember, it's not about you guys. It's about the children when it comes to co-parenting. Okay. Um, which leads me to my next thing is emphasizing the need, Uh, for flexibility and adaptability. Okay. Everybody is busy. Everybody has jobs. Everyone has work, right. Extra things that they want to do. And so, um, and life is unpredictable. You know, you may be, you know, scheduled to pick up the kids on the weekend, but your car breaks down and you know, the the money in the bank's a little light to get Uber, you know? Um, and so I'm not, that's between you and, you know, the other parent, your child's parent, your child's mom or, you know, father on how that's going to be addressed again, which is why it's good to have some accountability, but you know, being aware of this stuff because you don't want to get upset for something that is inevitable. Right. So, um, so yeah, just be mindful of that and understand that things change and you have to adapt to whatever may arise, whatever may come your way. Okay, and this is not just dealing with kids, it's life in general. Okay, so the last thing I want to say is I want to suggest the utilization of technology, you know, such as co-parenting apps, shared calendars, and this can facilitate efficient communication, especially when it's face to face interactions, you know, when when it's challenging. But, um, you know, uh, emails, emails are good, too. Um, And this is to protect both of you right? Hold you accountable for things that are said, things that are planned. Okay. It sucks to have to take things to court. Be nice if we get dealt with things on our own, but let's just be honest. Like we're all human, you know, and we're, we're not perfect. And so we create, you know, I always tell my wife all the time, even when she was in the military, I said, if there's any issues between you and management, y'all, you need to email these things because the military may be, you know, they're here to protect us and make sure that, uh, you know, um, we're safe. Um, but at the end of the day, no one's perfect. Every, every job has their issues. And so having email back and forth, if need be, is very important. You know, when you're having, you know, changing, you're making plans and, you know, you want to address certain things. So, um, but yeah, so these comprehensive, uh, strategies, you know, collectively contribute to having a collaborative and supportive co-parenting environment. Um, So I I hope this helped. I know it was a lot of information if you have to rewatch it, but um, definitely have to understand the importance of emotional intelligent men, because like I said, our families are looking towards looking for us. Imagine you being a child for those of you had their their father in your life or even if you looked up to another male had a male role model, you know, them being. Um, being able to regulate their emotions and be there for you was important for you. No young boy or young girl wants to, you know, be buddy, buddy with a male role model one day. And then the next day they're just snapping at them. Like, that's not, that doesn't make anyone feel safe. So emotional intelligence is key. And these are the things that I feel that is very important when it comes to having emotional intelligence. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to this. Um, Again, make sure you're following me on social media. I'm gonna be continually putting out content, uh, even when I'm not doing these podcasts. Which, if you haven't been able to tell by now, um, I'm doing these three days a week. I'm hitting it hard. This is how passionate I am. You know, when it comes to fatherhood, okay. And I said before, it's not getting any any easier in the years to come, right? So I'm hitting this hard. I'm here with you. If you're here, I'm here with you every single week, three days a week, I will be here. Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays is the goal. I've had some technical issues trying to upload it the exact day of, but we're getting it together. This is the first week. <laughs> so, but Monday, Wednesdays and thir- Fridays, I'm here. Okay. And we're going to be discussing topics and having conversations and bringing guests on to have conversations with us. And um, yeah, get involved too. You know, if you have questions, ask me questions. I'll address anything. Trust me. I've been trouble with a lot of challenges uh being a parent, so there's not too many questions that I can't answer um <laughs> the one of the hardest th- challenges I had to deal with in helping couples with me and my wife was doing the pandemic when you know one cut one spouse wanted to get the vaccine, the other one didn't, so that was probably the most- b- baffling moment like where it was like we were like, okay, let's get in some books, let's get in some prayer, whatever we gotta do because um that was a definitely that was an interesting season so <laughs> Um, But yeah, needless to say, there's not much that I can't answer. So if you have a question, consider me like Cleopatra. What's that lady's name? Um, uh, uh, Cleo, whatever her name was, (laughs) you can call in and I can answer your question. Don't make fun of me. I know I don't do well in accents, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me. And um, Monday we'll have our next episode taking a break for the weekend. And um, yeah. Thank you so much, and I will see you on the next episode of The Modern Dad Society.